0: Hello, everybody. This is Editor Lizzie again. Just popping in to say thank you for joining us for Episode 14, Part Two, uh, titled "Just Desserts." Um, Again, this is a uh, Crystal's story for Episode 14, where uh, she talks about a uh, pretty evil man um, who uh, is a part of a a cold case uh, which has not been solved. but uh, there's some hints as to what might have happened that Crystal gives. So thank you again for joining us for part two. We hope you enjoy it. And um, we decided to split these because we wanted you to choose, kind of pick and choose what you wanted to listen to and have more options for that with this lengthy episode. Um, so thank you so much. Enjoy. Bye-bye. So... so. uh we're gonna move into true crime now, and I'm
1: sorry we spent so long on
0: COVID, but yes. I think
1: it's very important. It, we said what we had to say. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Said what we had to say. We'll we'll try and do uh, <laughs> different topics now, but I'm very passionate about it. So, uh, but we're gonna move into to true crime now, and uh, you are telling a story about who? Ken
1: Rex McElroy. All right, and so
0: uh, I guess just take it away. Again, warning, this is a true crime story, so if you're not into that, um, sorry that this episode was about COVID-19 and a true crime story.
1: Well, <laughs> there's always a silver lining and things. Anyway. Um, That's true. I'll let you take it away. Okay, so I also want to open this up with a disclaimer. Warning this story has to do there is mention of assault violence with a deadly weapon uh mention of statutory rape abuse of minors domestic abuse i just want to get that out of the way first so if that upsets you maybe go to another episode watch some kitten videos i don't know um so I'm pulling my my uh, sources from t- a blog called Talk Murder With Me, um, Unsolved True Crime, the Ken McElroy wiki, and the Skidmore, Missouri wiki. So I'm going to open the story. Ken Rex McElroy was born on uh, he was born in 1834 to a poor migrant farm family who relocated from Overland Park, Texas, to Skidmore, Missouri, which has a population of about 437. So it's a little small town, one stoplight, maybe two grocery stores. You know, if you've ever drive drove through a small town, so it's like that. Um, so he dropped out of school in the eighth grade when he was about 15, and it was widely re- wi- widely believed that he was illiterate. Um, so when he was about 18, he sustained an injury that left him with chronic pain. So he was in pain all the time. And it's also said that he had a, a it caused a head injury that might have attributed to his violent tendencies. So so for 20 years, Mac, uh, McElroy basically terrorized Skidmore, Missouri. Um, he was well acquainted with the law. He had been. Uh, accumulating 21 convictions, and uh, and had the one of the best lawyers I've ever seen, uh, Richard Gene McFadden, who apparently he used to go around town bragging and saying that uh, McFadden worked with the mob, so he had like a really damn good lawyer. So he got off on pretty much 20 convictions, <laughs> completely scot free. Maybe ba- maybe had to pay bail. But oh, for the goodness. most part, yeah, for the most part, he was just like untouchable, this man. Um, I think also what a to him getting off on these convictions was there was uh, reportedly uh, he used to threaten the witnesses. So that there was since there was not enough testimony and not enough witnesses coming forward, they would dismiss his case um he was known to actually and how he would terrorize these witnesses is he would find out where they lived and essentially like intimidate them in any way he could you could probably imagine he would probably sit outside their house and just stare and watch their house <laughs> okay um let's see Ch-ch-ch-ch- stalker material right there yeah so he would uh he would terrorize skidmore uh, skidmore by stealing alcohol gasoline valuables anything that pretty much wasn't tied down because he was one of those types um he also had an affinity for teenage girls most of the women that he married were about 13 14 14 15 and he would get away with any statutory rape convictions by marrying them, so he had probably been married three times, to three different girls. Oh. His last wife, Trina McCloud, was 12 years old when they met and became pregnant at 14, and so he decided to divorce his current wife, who was also a young woman, um, and marry Trina and moved them in with him and his his previous wife atlas oh
0: he's just touching on a little bit of everything ain't he, he
1: He's gotta touch all the
0: bases man he's he dark touching uh, on on petty crime petty theft extortion maybe maybe like oh so yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh touching on on that uh gross young child stuff mm-hmm. and uh uh uh, all all the gross stuff. Them, them creepy stalker vibes well into the uh, cult-like vibes of having all your young ex-wives living together.
1: He had, like, a sister-wife situation. Going oh, God. <laughs> in this house. And he had, like, um, ten different children by five different women. Oh, my goodness. So, um, here are some examples to kind of illustrate the type of person Ken McElroy was. So, uh, when Trina McLeod, his current his his young teen bride, gave birth, um, sixteen days after giving birth, her and Alice fled to her her parents' home. So her her I think her mother and her stepfather's home. Allegedly, McElroy responded to this by tracking down her residence while they were away set their house on fire, and shot their dog. Oh. Yeah. He a really bad person. He's not a good person. He's All a right. really bad person. <laughs> and guess what? He got—he was not charged for that. He got away with $2,500 $2, of bail.
0: My God. Police, what were you doing in those days?
1: <laughs> they were scared of this man. He was a man... He had an inferiority complex. He used to walk around town, and he wanted people to be scared of him. They have guns! <laughs> and he did, too. <laughs> they have more people! Another, this is also a small town, too. Uh. And he was a big guy. He was a big guy who was about... I think he was big and tall. He was about... I know they mentioned in the... What was it? A one-person sheriff town? <laughs> i guess so i mean this this town this town shared a sheriff with another like county oh oh that explains it (laughs) yeah so he was like a 270 pound dude he was like a big guy (laughs) nearly 300 pound dude so um another instant instance of to tell you what kind of person he is um july 27th 1976 he was uh on a farmer, on this farmer's land. The farmer's name is Roman Henry. Um, And he was apparently shooting on this guy's property. Henry came out, told him, hey, can you get off my land, man, with the shooting? Can you stop? Can you leave? And McElroy shot him twice in the stomach with a shotgun. No, not, not with the shotgun. He shot him in the stomach twice. Um, the guy apparently, like Henry, wound up living though, but he uh, got away with it. He was acquitted from that one. Oh my goodness! So needless to say, he was a public nuisance. It he just keeps. <laughs> he was.
0: A, I think it was a bit more town.
1: than a public nuisance.
0: was walking, skulking around the town, looking at everybody, be like, "Lara, he just was fear a good, fucking alien me."
1: And who had a real short. And had a good lawyer who could I'm get off I'm a big on bear all. and I'm gonna bite ya. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it all so this is what we're about to get into the real story. So in 1980, one of McElroy's youngest daughters was confronted by Evelyn Summy, the uh, clerk at a local general store, uh for and she the clerk confronted this little girl who was probably I think she was eight. She was a child, but confronted this girl for trying to steal candy or she picked up some candy and she wasn't going to pay for it. And she was like, hey, little girl, don't steal some candy. And um, McElroy uh, (laughs) and you don't piss off McElroy, apparently, but this pissed him off. So he starts stalking the owners, owners of this general store. The owner being like a 70-year-old Ernest Bo Bowen Camp. So he started stalking the Bowen Camp family. So he would sit out of their house. Ha- he he'd sit outside their house with his gun in his car, in his truck. He sometimes shot his gun at the house. It was kind of like he just terrorized these guys. Um, there was also a confrontation, I think, that came to a head. It was a confrontation between Bowen Camp and McElroy, where McElroy cornered him behind the store and shot him twice in the neck with a, a shotgun, point blank. Bowen Camp surprisingly survived that encounter. And so he was arrested and charged with attempted murder. The prosecutor of uh the prosecutor was only like three years out of law school and he lowered the attempted murder charge to something else. Uh I think he lowered it to willing, uh, knowingly caused physical harm on a person. He, he lowered it from attempted murder, um, with a minute, with a maximum sentence of two years. And he was released on a four forty $40,000 bail bond. So he actually convicted him for the first time ever, 20 convictions. And on the 21st, finally convicted, um, I know in during the trial, uh, Ken McElroy was reported saying the jury convicted me and gave me two years, but I'll tell you what, I'll never go to jail. I'll appeal and get off. I've been fighting the law since I was 13 and I'm damn near 50. I've been arrested over 53 times for arrested for 53 felonies. And this is the first one I've ever lost. So, uh, after being released from, uh, released at post at a post trial hearing, uh, McElroy went to the D&D tra- uh, D&G Tavern, which is like down the street from the city hall. It's a very small town. Um, with a shotgun, with a bayonet attached to the shotgun. And he made very graphic threats about how he was going to kill Bobo in Camp. This is after his trial, post-trial. So on July 10th, uh, 1981, the townspeople Decided to gather at Legion Hall, uh, which is down the street from the D and D the D and G Tavern, like I said. Um, and they were discussing what they were going to do about McElroy. He had he's threatening Bobo in Camp. They have had it at this point. They're like trying to come up with something. So the mayor was in attendance. The sheriff was also. Uh, no, uh, I think he was part of. His name was Dan Estes. He was like. No, no way, not the way, not away. county sheriff was in, in attendance. And so they're trying to discuss what's going to happen, what they should do about uh McElroy, because they feel unsafe as they do. And the sheriff of the town suggests that they start a neighborhood watch as a solution. <laughs> That's that, like, did it work? <laughs> like i just want this to hit i just want you guys to understand a man the law the law that is supposed to protect the people is like let's start a neighborhood watch that's like we're gonna write a a nice long email that's gonna help like that's so useless but go ahead i guess um So, while the meeting was going on, McElroy arrived at the D&G Tavern with his wife, Trina, and he was drinking at the bar, and somehow the townspeople found out that he was at the bar. The sheriff, oh, good old, good old, good old uh, Dan Estes, uh, tells the people to do not have a direct confrontation with McElroy. (laughs) He tells them this. But! He proceeds to get in his cruiser and drive out of town.
0: Someone's a scaredy cat.
1: <laughs> Someone knows what he said, he knows said, what he's his... done. I feel like he was saying this. He's like, oh, uh, McElroy's in town. Uh, I, I, I feel like he said this as he's getting into his cruiser and closing the door. Don't confront McElroy, he starts his car. Do not do it.
0: Like, I mean, there's basically two two interpretations of this, right? There's there's the interpretation of he's a scaredy cat. He he suggested a neighborhood rot, watch, right? He's the one that suggested the neighborhood watch. Yep. And and he knows that could come with some backlash, so he has his tail between his legs and runs away. The other <laughs> interpretation is he's like. As he's opening his car door, he's like don't wink wink have direct confrontation wink wink winkity wink with this man <laughs> Deuces
1: <laughs> and <he> skids <laughs> off into the it, it kinda you know what? Now that you said that, that was <laughs> a really good interpretation. <laughs> like don't do it. Huh, huh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
1: gonna go though, but I'm so, gonna go. So you can already guess what the people do. <laughs> the exact opposite of what he said. They do the exact opposite of what the dude said. <laughs> so the, the townspeople crowd the D and G, the D and G tavern, and some of them go inside. They fill up this tavern because it's small, and then like the others, kind of like are standing outside waiting for him to come out. So, um McElroy finished the battle royale real fucking quick. The McElroys finished their drinks <laughs> and um he I think he buys a six pack of beer and he gets in his pickup truck with Trina and the people who were in the bar follow him out. It's probably about records like a bunch of different people say different numbers, but The common number is usually like 30 to about 100 people. 30 30 to even 60 people. So for the the sake of saying it, I'm going to say there were 60 people that were witnesses to this. So he gets in his car with his wife and he's getting ready to pull out of town when McElroy gets shot in the back of the head from the back of his car. In broad daylight.
0: Oh, oh! So no, 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 battle royale. Someone just decided they, that hey, I have this weapon that might
1: work. That might work. To they shot him several problem. times. <laughs> twice. Uh, he got hit. He got shot at twelve, like several times. He got hit twice. Once, uh, by a center file rifle, and the other was by. Point twenty two mid mid-fire rifle so there's two so it has to be two people shooting at him from what I can gather. I mean at least at least um, Trina was fortunately or I don't want to say anything bad about it but fortunately Trina survived she leapt out of the car as the bullets hit the hit McElroy and was like escorted away from the car. So she got lucky, she didn't get hit at all. That's good. Um, so, by the way, this guy got shot twice. Nobody caught an ambulance.
0: I mean,
1: I don't, Nobody.
0: Think, I, I, I don't think I blame them for that.
1: <laughs> Murder's not right, okay? Murder it's not, is in not. In not all cases of vigilante justice. Okay,
0: vigilante justice, not okay. Only okay if you're licensed, like dog the bounty hunter or whatever, <laughs> but even then, they don't like kill people. <laughs> um, I think there's strict re- restrictions on people that actually do bounty hunting, um, right? But I mean, it was a long time ago, and it seems like the justice system wasn't gonna help any of these the law people had
1: failed them at that point.
0: I mean, really, the the officer just uh, driving away was probably the best thing he could have done. I'm gonna yeah. turn my back and I'm gonna leave town, but don't do anything.
1: <laughs> so you're 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 subscribing to the second.
0: I like that theory. I really do.
1: I I really don't want to think of him just as a coward. I kind I kind of like the oop and I oop the oop. <laughs> the oop. <laughs> Kind of police officer is like, uh, I'm gonna go. See you later. (laughs) You guys don't. Survive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, let's see. Like I said, there were up to 60 people who witnessed the shooting, including Trina uh, McElroy. Um, and she claimed to have, she claimed to identify the gunman as Del Clement, who was part owner of the tavern. And I think a lot of people speculate that it was Del Clement, but there's two different shotgun rounds or two different rifle rounds, so it wasn't just if it was Del Clement, it wasn't just Del Clement, but that's who she saw. Um, let's see, they also didn't file, they didn't try to charge anybody. They, the federal, inve- they, there was no federal investigation, or at least they didn't find anything to pursue it. And no one pressed charges. Well, the DA dis- declined to press charges. So uh, in July of 1984, Trina McElroy tried to file a $6 million wrongful death lawsuit against the town of Skidmore, the county of no- Nottaway, Sheriff Danny Estes, Peter, uh, Steve Peters, who was the mayor, and Del Clement. Um, and she wound up just settling out of court for about 17 17- thousand six hundred dollars
0: <laughs> i imagine someone just just some of the townspeople just meeting with her outside of the court and being like look <laughs> your husband was trash he was awful he was douchebag, an asshole and a criminal we'll give you some money to survive so please shut the fuck up <laughs> like why <like>, what <sighs> I understand standing by your man or your woman to a certain mm-hmm. extent, but not to that extent. No. You know.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Well, she got some money.
1: Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Doe Clement uh passed away. I I didn't put this in my notes, but he passed away, and on his deathbed, still denied shooting McElroy. So like if he does know anything that secret died with him yeah he took it to the grave and mm-hmm. nobody nobody in the town of skidmore t- like nobody was speaking no wit- there's nobody willingly willingly decided to tell who actually shot this man so they don't know who did it and they never will tell well, I mean, they they basically them. said snitches get stitches <laughs> we we stand for whoever shot the bastard in solidarity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean someone had to save the town. I mean somebody did, and it just so happened to be a vigilante yeah. capping this guy. And like we said, uh,
0: it's, it's not okay, but uh in He was this probably space, gonna
1: kill, he was gonna probably try to kill Bobo and Camp again. Cause he had already shot the man twice in the net, point blank, with a shotgun.
0: I uh, mean, uh, two wrongs don't always make right, but in this right. case, in this case, I would say maybe we can uh, we can just let it go. I you think know, we don't yeah, I have
1: think to know. he just happened to get <laughs> his just, just dessert. <laughs> and this is my favorite word. He that is comeuppance right there. Comeuppance. <laughs> Come Muppets—he just got—he got all that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: and that's good. It sounded like you said Come Muppets, and
1: that Come Muppets.
0: That makes me think of this as like a Muppets movie. <laughs> oh God, no, Come <laughs> Muppets. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry <laughs> for that imagery. <laughs> and that, and that, is the story of the town that got away with murder and Ken McElroy more misery
0: i mean uh if any town deserved to get away with it they did because it sounds like they
1: if brought des- a lot of shit i, I don't want to say that that was very morbid what i was about to say was, if anybody wants, deserves to die <laughs> Woof, i'm not gonna finish that sentence
0: yeah yeah
1: but yeah.
0: We, we try not to wish death on death on people
1: but he was just an awful, 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 awful. But, awful but human yeah, being.
0: there there are awful human beings in the world, and it does sound like he he got what he deserved. Yeah. So,
1: but one good thing I can't—I think one good thing that was said about Ken McElroy was that he was a good father. He may not have been a good spouse, but he was a good father.
0: Mm, but was he though? I mean,
1: I don't know this. I don't personally. <laughs> we
0: we but may not people, know.
1: That's just what people said that he was like a father. He yeah, about
0: but, but you can you can have that image on the outside, and just I don't like some of your you double mean. dealings, he Listen, was that is not even not a
1: redeeming great. quality. About the fact that this guy was a good so. dad was, I said I don't think it is a redeeming quality.
0: I don't think he was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like you. Went, haha, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically. Um, but yeah, I've never heard of that one. That's a that's an interesting story about uh, a criminal getting too. his and uh, uh, a sheriff
1: that either
0: let it happen or ran away. <laughs> either let
1: it happen or he ran away. Yeah. So, well, how that's a good you... story. Yeah. So I well, thought it had like a little bit of a silver lining.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. In the end, the
1: town won and
0: they should make a movie out of it i think they did there might be one it sounds like a good story
1: i know there's a book called in broad daylight and i think if you google yeah there might be a movie oh no you can keep talking though <laughs> no um sorry i was yawning <laughs> oh, really? uh, uh, i would talk but uh, uh, my brain is trying to get out and getting relaxed
0: um Well, with that story, that kind of wraps up here. And actually, now that I think about it, I might actually split these episodes just Mm -hmm. because we're we're hitting an hour 30. But I think think I might split these episodes for everyone just so that uh, it makes it easier for people to skip and pick and choose what they want to listen to. Because we did talk about true crime and, you know, COVID-19. In the same episode. So, um, I think that's what I'm going to do in editing. So, if you're listening to this now uh, and you skip to this part, thank you for skipping to this part and listening to this. Um, and if you want to go back and listen to COVID 19, that's a part of this episode as well. Just saying that now so I don't have to put a note on the end and I'll just add a note into the beginning of the, the episode for that. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to uh, check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Like us. Uh, subscribe. Please share this with your friends um, and, and family and, you know, just spread the word of this podcast. It is kind of like, a, I don't know, it's kind of like a talk show. I think we're relatively interesting yeah uh, uh, maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometimes we don't even have the most confidence you know but uh, <laughs> uh we do talk about a wide variety of topics so if you enjoy that make sure to like subscribe spread join our instagram and uh twitter, twitter. which is uh ps, P.S. sugar ps sugar for podcast insta for insta and twitter um, and uh, of course you can find us passionate spicy sugar at gmail.com if you want to email us. We haven't received any emails yet from anybody. I'm, I'm kinda disappointed. I'd like to receive messages from people yeah. giving us their opinions or telling us a story or you know, something like that. So don't be afraid. If if you if you listen to this and you've been thinking about it, you know, passionate spicy sugar at gmail.com. If you have a perspective or you want to correct something or you just want to tell us your side of, you know, an episode we talked about, feel free to, you know, email us and let us know. Um, and, of course, you can find us on um, Anchor and uh, a bunch of other sites like Spotify and iTunes and all that. So, you know, find out what your friends and family like and tell them we're on that platform <laughs> unless it's one that we're not on. But if it's not, we're available on Anchor. So, um Thank you guys for listening. And uh, did you find out? Is there a movie?
1: Yeah, there is. There's a movie. So there's a movie <laughs> I was on like, there. I didn't want to stop you, but yeah. there's a movie uh, that was made in 1991 called In Broad Daylight, named after the book.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So go watch that
0: movie based. It's on, on
1: YouTube.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, it's
1: on sorry, YouTube. Sorry, sorry, I snitched, but it's on YouTube. <laughs> go watch it before they take it off of YouTube. Um, <laughs> But,
0: uh, so make sure to go watch that if you're more interested in this true crime story. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay, uh, stay strong. Stay sweet. Bye! Bye!